2: This is Fight Night Extra on TalkSport 2. Good
3: afternoon. If you love your boxing and your MMA, this is the show for you. Fight Night Extra myself, Adi Oladipo, and the great Gareth A. Davis. Today, we're going to talk a win for Anthony Yard on the weekend. He defeated Marco Nikolic in his first fight since losing to Artur turbiev and now looks set to for an all Big British showdown with Joshua Buatsi. We're also going to hear from Eddie Hearn, who spoke to us over the weekend about the upcoming fight between AJ and Francis in Ghana. Who's told us why the delay in the Fury Usyk fight makes it even bigger. Uh, plus, we're going to talk a shock announcement of Devin Haney versus Ryan Garcia. That one came over the weekend, and we're going to hear from lightweight contender Keyshawn Davis, who called up with Mr. Gareth Davis recently. Look, loads to get through. This is Final Extra on Talksport Two. <laughs> Again, I'm ready whenever. I've got a team, Joshua's got a team, and um, it's about making the deal, making it happen. I'm here, because I believe this fight should be next. If me and Joshua Kavansky could fight for a world title, i on the cake.
2: Yeah, I think that Fury's always been controversial with some of the things that he said, and you know, he's a showman as well, so, I think not everyone believes every word he says. You know, very depressing at the time, but I think it'll work for the best and it's gonna be a huge fight on May the eighteenth.
4: I'm coming for his neck, you know, and that's it. Bottom line, you're coming for mine, but I'm really coming for you. Weirdo. His dad's weirder. That's crazy. How your dad weirder than you? That's crazy, bro. They're both weird. Like I said before, I'm willing to take the challenges. I love fighting. If I if I had to choose and be matchmaker and promoter, I would love to fight. Of Fimo Lopez.
3: Woo! bit of Rick Ross as well, a bit of Rick Rose to get us excited for this one. Uh, I do have to correct myself. I did say it was Anthony Yar's first fight. It's Anthony Yar's second fight since that loss to Artur Beterbiev. But look, we looks like we all now, all systems go for Anthony Yar versus Joshua
5: Boatse. What
3: is the holdup? Let's welcome in the great Gareth A. Davis. Gareth, as always, my man, how are you, sir?
5: Very well, indeed. Thank you. I have been very busy. Keyshawn Davis last night uh, on an interview. Lion. I had uh, a catch-up with Anthony Agogo, who's now wrestling in Crystal Palace on February the 18th. Remember him, the bronze medalist from the London Games, whose mum had a brain aneurysm during it. An amazing guy who had terrible eye problems in his professional career as a middleweight. He's now wrestling. I think he still misses boxing, but it was great to catch up. With Anthony on his Getting Back Up podcast. And it's just been a good start to the week. And I really am celebrating, Eddie. I think the way things are lining up, I think it's the best six months, potentially, I've ever witnessed with fights in boxing.
3: Yeah, I mean, there there are so many fights that I wish I could talk about that you probably know. It's probably one of those conversations we have off the podcast. Fights that are literally on the cusp, like on the cusp of being announced. I think British fight fans are going to be super excited about. Happy you mentioned uh, Antonio Gogo there. Good little shout out for him. Obviously, look, it's, it's, it's a shame the way his career ended. Um, signed with Golden Boy as well. One of the first British fighters to sign with Oscar de la Hoya and Golden Boy. Who recommended him to Golden Boy? I don't know. Who did? I did. Oh, there you go. Uh, hopefully you got a bit of over a cigar.
5: Over a bit Over a cigar at the Lanesborough. Um, with Richard Schaefer, a recommender who said, who should I sign from the London Olympics? Obviously, I said uh, Anthony, um, Anthony Joshua uh, and maybe Nicola Adams, but I said definitely Anthony Gogo because he's got star qualities, that boy.
3: Yeah, there was a lot of comparisons of him and Bernard Hopkins. I remember, I remember Bernard yeah. speaking to him as well. But yeah, we move on. He's now a wrestler. He's jacked as well. He's put on a bit of timber as well. He's a big boy. He's-
5: He's now 220
3: Jeez. He's 220
5: pounds. He used to but fight at just, 160. I know, but he's yeah, but he's 35 now, remember? That's that's 12 years ago since the London limit. He's still a handsome devil, though, and a real charmer. And I'm now an on his podcast with, with his PR, Katie Traxton, trackers, as I call her. We had a lovely time yesterday, and uh, I'm so pleased when because genuinely he was very broken. Um, with, with, with the eye. I think it was seven operations he had on his eye. 22% vision in one eye he's got. And uh, um, boxers suffered horrific injuries sometimes. And he was in love with the sport, in love with it, Addy. But anyway... It was great
3: to see him yeah no it's good as well that he moves on with his career i think we also know that when boxers don't have boxing they do struggle to find different things and it's good to hear that he has found a a new career and a new love all right let's talk about anthony yard win over the weekend we're not going to talk about his opponent very just glorified sparring session worse than that in fact let's talk about what could happen Joshua boazzi was there once again we we've we've seen them kind of been wheeled out at each other's fights right each other's shows Remember, Yard sitting next to it with Ben Shalom in the middle. We've seen now at a TNT show. Is this fight going to happen? Are we just teasing ourselves because it's been going on and on and on now for about four or five years?
5: The time is right. This fight has to happen in the next five to six months, in my view. It's a big fight. It sells out the O2 arena if they want to do it in the UK or if they want to do it on that matchroom versus Queensbury, Eddie Hearn versus Frank Warren card out in Saudi Arabia on June the 1st. It could be the fight before um, better Biev and Dmitry Bivol, couldn't it? It could be, that could be the main event before that. So, or the co-feature if you like. I'd love to see it on that card. It would give it a massive resonance. But also, given this massive East and South London derby, maybe 20,000 at the O2 Arena. But let me say this and make it plain. This fight needs... To happen next for both men because it will cut, capture public imagination. They both said, Eddie, let's get it cracking. That's the quote from both men. I love the respect between the pair. Six years we've talked about this fight. The time is now.
3: Agreed uh, and well said. How big is it? Um, and the reason I say that before you answer is I, I was on a podcast yesterday as well. Let me let me shout these guys out. Undefeated podcasts. Uh, yeah. KG and Travis J. Tunde jumped on. Uh, and Tunde wasn't happy with me because I said it's big, but Tunde was talking stadium big. I said I said stadium? I said O2 Arena, yes. Stadium, I, I'm not quite sure. He also said pay-per-view, which I, I agree with. I think it will be a pay-per-view fight. But how big is it in terms of the general public getting involved?
5: Well, they can sell it. Neither of them are trash talkers. So we're not going to get that kind of explosive pushing and shoving build-up, they have very deep respect for each other. They're two beautiful human beings at the end of the day. You know both of them, I do. Mm. They are wonderful men to be around. They are gentleman fighters. They have a deep resonance. They're both very spiritual people. They are not going to push and shove and throw tables and do a chisora, if I can call it that. Um, they're not going to do that around an event. Yeah. I think, yes, it crosses over, but the important thing is, it's not even for a world title fight, but we'll get twenty thousand people out at the O2 Arena. Beyond that, I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, but if they did go to, I don't know what the uh, the 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 audience capacity or the spectatorship is for a Crystal Palace yeah, or a Crystal Palace 30,000. Yeah. Well, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. But. 20,000, The O2 Arena, as Perfect. you know, is cacophonous with noise in there. There's a wall of sound that we're dealing with all the time there. So I think O2 Arena, pay-per-view, whatever the titles are on the line, it doesn't particularly matter. Obviously, Boatzi's the that now the British uh, lightweight, like light, heavyweight champion. But in a way, the belts don't matter in this one because the guy that wins this deserves to fight the winner of Better Bev. Bivol. Yeah,
3: and just my selfish side, and I don't have um, a fan favourite, I love them both, but my selfish side wants it to be Boatze just because I want to see him have a crack at a world title. All of them have had, right? Craig Richards fought Bivol, Callum Smith fought Baturbiev, Yard has fought Kovalev and Baturbiev. Like, Boatze's the only one that hasn't had the crack. Callum Johnson's had his crack uh, as well. Uh, Quick word on Craig Richards coming back on the weekend. Obviously another good light heavyweight now with Shane McGuigan. Uh, got the job done in his fight. He's another good addition to this British light heavyweight mix, isn't
5: he? Well, I had Eddie on fight night, by the way, on Saturday nights. Um, I'd interviewed him earlier in the day. Um, and he mentioned Craig Richards, potentially as, as the opponent, uh, for someone on that card in Saudi Arabia, that they're talking about the matchups between her and Warren. He um, said
3: yard on on the on the platform design. When I after the Craig Richards fight, he said yard versus um, Craig Richards. Richards. And I was like, mm. I know,
5: I know, it's I know. Early. He said that to me. he'd said that to me earlier in the day. We ran it out of talk sport on Saturday night, um, and I thought, oh, Eddie's, Eddie's is he swerving? Uh, is he is he is he swerving the Boatsy? Is Boatsy does he not want Boatsy, um against... uh, He can't have Boatsy because Boatsy's with Boxer. Sorry. But we don't want any other fighter getting in the way at the moment um, of of Craig Richard, of of Boatsy and Yard. We don't... We just want that fight. As you rightly say... You want Watsy to win. I think Yard is a marginal favourite in this fight at the moment because Watsy's going to be, be hit more and he's going to be hit harder than he's ever been hit and he's going to really have to go into the trenches. He did a phenomenal job against Dan Aziz. Yeah. Um, it, was a, it wasn't a, it was a... He bossed the fight. It wasn't a landslide as the cards showed it because those two slip knockdowns in the 11th that really swayed the cards. But you know, he won eight out of those four rounds pretty clearly Um, and he's a very clever, very efficient boxer but I just think he's going to have to go deeper into the trenches uh, against Anthony Yard who's going to bring it Um, and it's going to be, it's the biggest test he'll ever have
3: Did you expect Pouazzi to be further in front of the other Brits. So he's had a tough fight with Craig Richards and this isn't disrespecting those guys by the way because I think they're all fantastic kids but he had a tough fight against Craig Richards and now a tough fight against Dan Aziz. Did you expect those fights to be maybe just
5: a bit easier for Boazie? Against Dan Aziz and against... Against Craig Richards. I thought he... I thought he did a phenomenal job in both those fights. They are both formidable. Craig Richards... Put up a phenomenal performance in lockdown up in Manchester against Dimitri Bivol, by the way, Yeah, um, in a very, very good fight. No, I thought, I thought Boatsy handled them, them both very, very well indeed. No one's really stretched him that. There were tiny chinks in the door um, where, where, where Dan Aziz had moments in that fight um, where, where Boatsy was really giving everything and he had a little bit of fatigue every now and again. Um, Or maybe three or four times. But no, I thought he handled both of them very, very well, Eddie.
3: Yeah, you know who else handled someone very well? Hamza Shiraz and the way in which he handled Liam Williams very, very well. And all of a sudden, you look at the 160 division and he's a threat. And I'm talking a threat worldwide as well. I think there's a a lot to like about Hamza Shiraz.
5: Absolutely. Well, that's why um, people like Frank Warren, is promoter, and and I loved Hamza's uh, attitude. I love Hamza's attitude. Anyway, I've I've grown a little bit closer to him in the last year. Um, I found out he was left-handed on Saturday night, you know, in the post-fight interview. So that's why his jab is so powerful. Hamza Shiraz is left-handed. He's a left arm bowler because his dad, Cameron Shiraz... But was a quick bowler for Gloucestershire back in the early nineties, yeah. Ah. And when and against the touring West Indians, he got Brian Lara and five others out. Did um, his dad, and he's a lovely man, his father. And I was saying, because well, we had Hamza on air after his victory, and I said, your old man bowled out the West Indies one day when the tourists were playing Gloucester, and he said, no, that's right. I said, are you a quick bowler as well? He said, yeah, I'm a left armer. And I said, what, you're left-handed? He said, yeah. And I said, oh, that explains, that explains why your jab. jab is so powerful. But he's got mm-hmm. a big right hand as well, Addy, as I put my dukes up.
3: That's, um, all, that's almost cheating. That's almost cheating. The uh, he's got
5: that left hand. It, 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 well, listen, everyone's going to know now. It was going to come out at some point. They kept it quiet. Um, he's doing a great job Frank mentions rightly uh, Yanni Alim Canuli, the WBO middleweight champion maybe he's not ready for that fight yet but maybe he is, Chris Eubank Jr De- um, um, and they call him Devon Haney I mean um, Nathan Heaney mm. um, there's loads of great middleweight fights out there for Hamza he's freakishly tall 6 foot 3, massive long levers, real power, working on his lateral movement all the time um, you know, out there with, um, I've forgotten his name again. Is it Ricky Nunes in it is. um Yeah. Ricky New- Funes. F- Ricky Funes in, in Los Angeles. He's away from all the prying eyes. I like Frank's comparisons with Tommy Hearns. It's something that's crossed my mind as well. Long, long jab like Hearns. Amazing guy. Totally dedicated. He's going all the way, mate. All the way.
3: Yeah, well, we're going to hear from Hans Asher uh, a bit later as well, uh, again, about op- potential opponents in the future and what he wants uh, next. But still to come, we are going to talk about the, the announcement, the big one of Devin Haney versus Ryan Garcia, April 20th. I think it will be in Vegas. Uh, a potential announcement for Canelo Alvarez to come uh, as well. Plus, we're going to hear from Keyshawn Davis, one of the hottest prospects in the lightweight division. He spoke to gaff We're going to hear a bit from Keyshawn a bit later. But up next, we are going to talk heavyweights and we're going to hear from Mr. Eddie Hunt. <laughs> Welcome back to Final Extra on Talksport. Two, Adi Oladipo, the great Gareth Faye Davis. We are going to talk heavyweights now. So much has happened in the last couple of weeks. Obviously, Tyson Fury versus Alexander Usyk off, then on, uh, which is good, right? It's on May 18th. We know it's on. Let's hear from a man that's got his fingers in all the pies, and that's Mr. Eddie Hearn. And he caught up with Mr. Gareth Faye Davis.
2: I did say to His Excellency the other day. Funnily enough, these things happen. It's actually made the fight bigger. Yeah. You know those February fights come around very quickly. And, you know, before we knew it, there was like three weeks to go, two weeks to go and probably hadn't had the build up that it deserved because, you know, you're coming off the back of Christmas and you're coming off the back of Day of Reckoning. And now, you know, they can really get their teeth into the promotion. Promotion, It's got a little bit spiteful as well between the two camps. So all in all, you know, very depressing at the time, but I think it'll work for the best. And it's going to be a huge fight May the 18th.
3: Yeah, it's weird, Gareth, isn't it? Because we would be out there now. I think both of us would have flown out a couple of days ago, right, to start covering the event. I know. And we're here. We're here in lovely, cold, wet England. Um, But, look, it's been rearranged. Uh, May 18th, the new date. Um, His Excellency has made sure that whoever doesn't turn up for this fight will have to forfeit $10 million to -hmm. the uh, opponent, which I I guess begs the question, how much are they getting paid? If the forfeit (laughs) is $10 million, Gareth.
5: Well, it'll be significant. It's probably, uh, 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 I'd say, twenty percent, twenty-five percent of the purse. It's a, it's a large amount of money, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I think you know, having spoken and listened to all the people in the background that deal with cuts, the Stitch Durands, the the, the Ross, Russ Ambers of this world. Um, there's, there's every reason to suspect that fewer will be fined by that. And also, Stitch Durand said an interesting thing on on TalkSport last week was that. It's not near the the capillary blood vessels that cut, and and if you look at what Spencer Brown, Fury's manager, and Frank Warren have been saying, that there were very grave concerns about the depth of the cut of a gash. Originally, there aren't a lot of internal stitches; they're external, which is really good news um, in terms of reparation to to his um, to his body. So, um, hopefully, physically, he'll be fine. Um, it is a bigger fight now. There's no question about it. Obviously, it's been delayed and delayed. Um, for, for for This is a genuine cut. Uh, let's make that clear. There's no conspiracy theories around It's good to hear Eddie uh, not pouring scorn on what happened and many others, including David Hay, by the way, Eddie, who 10 years ago had a similar thing, and he was scorned at the time by Tyson Fury. But I think he's been very benevolent and very generous in in his in his view on the videos from that beautiful beach in costa rica that he keeps sending videos from making us all feel very envious in the wet and gray over here um and um look god forbid um or inshallah as they say over there in riyadh that we do get this fight on may the 18th because you know, it will it will feel interminable if we don't get it in three months' time. Yeah, no,
3: no, we we have to get it surely. I mean, as you said, the next six months in the world of boxing could be fantastic, but this that is the cherry on the top. It's not Ingunu, AJ. It's not Haney Garcia. It's not a Canelo announcement. It's not even Bivol. But if it's the undisputed heavyweight title, so fingers crossed, we get it. Um, we have seen images of Tyson Fury. He did look in great shape. Um, fantastic. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah uh, great. I'd say great over fantastic, but yeah great (laughs) um in that and look you're around boxing for years when you are in that kind of shape and now the fight's been postponed what is it 11 12 weeks away what Mm. do you do do you you press pause and then get back to it how do you taper down when you're in that kind of shape then taper back up to getting in that kind of shape again
5: listen he's got a world-class team around him um they know exactly what they're doing it's a big team now it's that you know it's well honed that is you know it's. He's, he's the WBC heavyweight champion. He's undefeated. He can afford the best team that money can buy. He's got a very trustworthy team. As I say, all the reports I was getting from inside the camp were that he was on fire in sparring. Um, I think what they do is, obviously, they... You know, he takes loads of vitamin E for the cuts and he stays away from anything knocking him in that area around the eyes. But he can still do strength and conditioning. He can still maintain his levels of fitness. Um, and then, you know, once the, the, the cuts has healed, I, I imagine it will be light sparring because there will be a danger of it reopening. Um, but he will do some sparring. But, you know, he's been in camp a long time. I imagine he'll go back over to Riyadh. I'm thinking um, the beginning of April and probably do a six-week camp um, over there. Um, but in the meantime, there's loads of strength and conditioning he can, strength and conditioning that he can work on. Um, they all know their onions in the team, and they'll have him completely on track. What they don't want is a repetition of the cut reopening.
3: Yeah, you know when he say he's got a great team around him, and he clearly has, right? If you're the heavyweight champion of the world, you, you are going to have sort of A plus guys around you: medics, doctors, S and C coaches, the best. nutritionists. Exactly. Yeah. None of them, and I, none of them would have wanted May 18th, though, would they? In terms of, they would have wanted a bit longer.
5: No, I don't think they can wait any longer. I don't think there's 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 room to wait longer. I don't think there's. They couldn't have
3: waited a month. June no, 18th uh, or
5: a week m- after Pavel m- m- Baturbiev? Potentially, maybe. But I think um in that longer interview with Eddie Hearn there, he said he's going to have Anthony Joshua ready. He wants Joshua to deal with France and Garnier and they're going to keep him ready if anything happens for that May the 18th date. And if it's Usyk that's injured, you know, vicariously... Um, Joshua will step in if it's crazy, wouldn't it? Well, wouldn't it be crazy? We suddenly get that fight. Boxing is a crazy sport, my friend. Remember, always expect the unexpected. It's what happens in fight sports. Don't be surprised, maybe, if Fury fights Yusick, then Joshua, then Yusick. Don't be surprised. Um, you know, there's Fury's unveiled this five fight plan, hasn't he? Um, twice, Joshua twice, and the rematch with Naganu. My word, if we get that from Fury, we've had like, the most he could ever do um, in that case. But I think that will take him to 38. That's two and a half years, in my view, if he fights twice a year. But we, we shall see. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if he if he does, um, doesn't does fight Naganu again. It wouldn't surprise me if he didn't fight Usyk twice. Um, but I do think we'll get him in against Joshua. Uh, that's just my view on it. But I don't think he's got five fights left. But who am I to say I could be completely wrong?
3: Yeah, I mean, with the amount of money that's on the table nowadays, even if he didn't plan to have five, you make five, don't you? Just because.
5: Well, he, he he, so- right, but there's his health as well, and there's look. I mean, don't you recall he, he promised Paris his wife he'd retire after the third Wilder fight? So, and and I've had personal conversations, sit down with him. We said, well, you weren't wrong to ask me at the press conference. Is that it now? Because I I don't. I'm not getting any younger. I am taking more knocks. Um, and I don't want to be in this forever. I just think it's his it's his enthusiasm for wanting to do it, but whether the body will lost that long, we're yet to see, Eddie.
3: Yeah, when, when I spoke to him a few weeks back, I, I said, so what is the want now? I said, get in, get rich, get out. And I said, look, I don't know what's in your pocket, but you would have made a lot of money, not just from the sport of boxing, but the things on the side, the WWE and everything else. I said, "Why, why still do it? And he just was honest. He said, what am I going to do? Just take the kids to school in the morning? Yeah. Sit down and what am I going to do? Like I love this. This is what I do. This is what I'm good at. So um, and I said, does that mean we've got Tyson Fury for a bit longer? He's like, yes, you do, sir. Yes, you do. So it'd be interesting. Um, as for Fury, it's funny, right? Because all of a sudden, the man that we thought was going to be right in the middle of this is now on the outside looking in, and that's Deontay Wilder, um, who's come out and uh, you know a couple of excuses. I think he mentioned travel, didn't he, to Saudi being a problem that he wasn't ready for Joseph Parker. How does he get back into the mix?
5: Well, I mean, there's loads of fights in the top 10 for him, and we still want to see him in against Usyk and Joshua um, and Naganu, maybe, um, and maybe Zhili Zhang. There's loads of great fights for him. What Was that a blip? That's what we need to know. Was that a blip? We can take nothing away from Joseph Parker's performance. He took Wilder's right hand away, um, and he landed his right hand over the top himself time after time on the night. Um, was a fantastic um, exponent with that, game plan and strategy under Andy Lee, uh, jabbed his way to victory, was very aggressive in one of the rounds, looked like he was nearly going to stop Wilder. In, I think it was the ninth round, if I recall right. Mm. Um, might have been the seventh or ninth round. I, lo- I lose myself in it now, uh, thinking of the fight. But um, Wilder, what I like, I people will say, well, why is Wilder making excuses about 20-hour flights and all these kind of things? It's good to hear those excuses because it means that he's rejuvenating himself. He's finding reasons to be back again. He's he annoyed. wants to be You're back right. again. Yeah. He's annoyed, and it's good. It's a, it's you know, he he's he's going to go out with a bang, not a whimper. And that's Deontay. He's a very proud man. He's a beautiful human being. Um, and I mean, because I can remember t- uh, the videos of Telly Swift screaming in the corner, "Baby, get out of the corner, get out of the corner!" When he was getting hammered by. By Joseph Parker. That, Hopefully, was, that was
3: so emotional to watch. That was because y- you know we, we we never really talk about the families, the wives, the, the the mothers, the daughters, the sisters who are there seeing their husbands, sons, fathers in the ring taking a beating, and you can see all the emotion on her face. It was kind of I like had ten. I time. had
5: ten. I had ten minutes with her in the build-up for talk Sport before Deontay walked. You know, and I sat with Tally, and I've known her quite a long time. <laughs> And, and she's a very, she's a very beautiful person, you know, like she, she emanates beauty and an and aura of grace. And, um, you know, we sat and we spoke about it. I said, what are you going through right now? I said, well, I'm used to it, but I get worried about my husband and she's always there by his side. They're a very romantic couple, by the way, and I love that about them. And obviously, of course, um, I was waiting for him to come um, out with a, with a reason that maybe I shouldn't do an ayahuasca retreat. Um, before going into, do psychedelics before going uh, into a fight. But I think he's going to continue doing it. Um, He's a very interesting character and we will really miss him when he's gone, you know. A lot of people gave him a very hard time after the Joseph Parker fight, but let's give the the credit to Joseph Parker and hopefully John Tate can get back and get back to his best.
3: Yeah, fingers crossed. As you mentioned, there are so many great heavyweight matchups for him. I I would easily watch the Joe Joyce one and the Nganu one And all the others you mentioned as well. All right, you're listening to Final Extra on Talksport 2. Next up, we are going to talk about the big announcement over the weekend. £140 WBC title belt will be on the line. Devin Haney will take on Ryan Garcia.
0: Here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact. you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at UH1.com.
1: Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping
3: Welcome back. You are listening to Final Extra on TalkSport to Adiel Adipa, the great Gareth A. Davis. A big fight announced um, last week. It was rumored to be happening, and now it's official April 20th. I think it's going to be in Vegas. I say I think, because as we know now, a lot of the big fights are going to Saudi. Devin Haney will defend his WBC super lightweight title against Ryan Garcia. Uh, big fight for the zone. big fight for Golden Boy, big fight for everyone, I think it's fair to say, Gareth.
5: Yeah, absolutely. It's a brilliant fight. And I think what you've got to do is you've got to applaud. It's a very good fight for Devin Haney, in my view. Um, obviously, they fought three times in the amateurs, Haney and Ryan Garcia. But Ryan Garcia is like the golden goose, the cash cow of the division uh, at the moment. For a lot of those guys around 135, 140, 147 eventually, I think, as well. wouldn't surprise me to see a Terence Crawford fight him if Garcia has a brilliant victory over, say, uh, Haney. Um because he's, he, he's very marketable, and maybe Crawford is a step too far, but, and I know we'll come on to talk about Canelo in a minute, but, um, and what might be happening with him, but I just think that this is perfect matchmaking for the growth of Devon Haney. Well done, Oscar De La Hoya, for getting the event. Well done, Eddie Hearn, for getting it together. Um, I spoke to Eddie about that as well, April the 20th. I suspect it will be Vegas. Having said that, two weeks later... Um, cinco, or oh, cuatro de mayo, cinco de mayo weekend is going to be Canelo and Jamal Charlo. Um, Jamal, so they might not Jamal want to do Charlo. a Vegas Jamal Charlo, yeah. Mm. Um, so um, the the WBC uh, middleweight champion. So maybe maybe they don't want to do two massive events too close together. That's generally the case in Vegas. So maybe they go somewhere else. Maybe they go somewhere else in California, for example.
3: Yeah, maybe. I mean, uh, Ryan Garcia has fought at the Crypto.com Arena, uh, the LA Lakers uh, NBA team, their homes, so, and 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 um, and San Francisco recently, Devin Haney for Regis Progre. Yeah. He sold that out as well. So they've, they've got options. They've got good options. For Devin Haney, and you mentioned it, I mean, this is in terms of his growth. It's fantastic. Look at his last three fights. Loma, Progre, now Ryan. I mean, that's big. That's really, mm-hmm. really big for him. And... Um, it, for Ryan, I almost feel like he's got to be a bit careful here, Ryan. I love the fact he's taking these fights and there was a lot of talk about Roley Romero. This is obviously a lot bigger. He can't be... He can lose, don't get me wrong, because I don't want us to pretend You know that we care too much about the O and all that nonsense. He's lost already. He can't be battered here. He can't be beaten up here because I think that takes a bit of shine away from him.
5: Look, um, they've got history. That's what's brilliant, it. And obviously, as we saw last Thursday... When they were both in town, with with the Super Bowl going on and the Thursday night Bob Ar- Bob Arum fight with Keyshawn Davis looking brilliant, by the way, and Tio Lopez in a difficult fight with um, Jermaine Ortiz, who didn't really come to fight. If I'm fair, I thought Tio won that seven five clearly um, in rounds, but it was it wasn't a great performance. Tio's up and down a little bit, but in the in the generic mix of that group, as I just mentioned, with You know, George Kambosos, Vasyl Lomachenko, Tank Davis, um, Keyshawn Davis now coming uh, into the mix there as well, by the way. Um, Devin Haney, Ryan Garcia... um, this group, I think I might have forgotten someone there, but in that that group, Shakur Stevenson, how can I forget Shakur Stevenson? In that group between one three five and one four seven, are the best and richest American fights to be made right now. And what you've got to applaud Ryan Garcia over is he wants to get the fights done. He may end up with a record of thirty and five, Addy, but he will fight all those big names quicker than anyone else, and he's the catalyst. For making the the max the, the, the mix and match. Look what Haney did, twice against Cambosos. Look what Cambosos did uh, against Teofimo Lopez. Look what Lopez did against Vasyl Lomachenko. A beats C, B beats C, C beats A, in different algorithms of boxing and styles. Maybe Devon Haney beats them all. Maybe Javonta Davis beats them all. Maybe Shaka Stevenson beats them all. Maybe Keyshawn Davis beats them all. And I spoke to him last night as well, Keyshawn. I was out in London. I did it at the back of a bar. and We went on Zoom. Um, he could be the guy that cleans up one three five one forty 140, one four seven. Look what he did last Thursday against Jose Pedraza. Extraordinary performance. Yeah, well,
3: we're going to hear from Keyshawn a bit later in the next section. I do think he might have an Andy Cruz problem, but. We'll talk, <laughs> about, yeah, we'll talk about what Keyshawn can do because I agree, fantastic, fantastic fighter uh, credit to Oscar De La Hoya as well obviously look, we, yeah. we know he has his antics and back and forth with Ryan on social media and that's, that's never going to change now it doesn't look like, but big fights he's getting Ryan the big fights I mean Javante, massive payday T-Mobile Arena, done incredible numbers pay-per-view, this one won't do the same type of numbers but another big payday for Ryan, as a promoter he's doing his job well for Ryan
5: Absolutely. Well, obviously, they're very open and vocal about the differences they have from time to time. Um, but look, like you say, he's worthy of the big fights anyway. It's not, diff- in my view, it, he's one of the biggest stars in boxing. Certainly in social media terms, he brings that, He brings the newest, biggest crowd uh, to the sport. And, you know, if we believe I mean, question, what. Question, question, Gareth, <laughs> to cut across you
3: you're right one of the biggest stars if not right top four top five in terms of numbers right you look at not just what pay-per-view bums on seats social media does his boxing ability though lack behind that like you know when you think of all the previous big stars in the last five years canelo floyd uh manny pacquiao you can go back a bit Cotto. like their boxing ability backed the fact that they were the biggest stars it was almost hand in hand ryan it isn't hand in hand is it
5: he only needs that one big victory if i see haney as it's great matchmaking for haney um in my view i see haney as quite a big favorite in this fight same and that's
3: why i don't want him to get damaged and that's my scare like will he still be a big star and i hope he is if like, losing's one thing right if he loses no problem with that because all the best have lost but as if he gets stopped again like he did Javante. Then does that had, eventually go? Does it
5: disappear? I, I did, well, he had lots of disadvantages in that fight the weight cut, all those different things that affected him. He, he agreed to too much um, in Gervonta's favour. And if we are to believe the reports that Gervonta earned 40 million US dollars for that fight, mm. there aren't many other people out there he can earn that kind of money against, if that is to be believed. Um, you know, very strong sources in, in America have have put those figures out. One of the reasons why he earned so much was because, if you recall, it was one of the, the events of the year last year, wasn't it? You know, it was, it was a tremendous event. Um, brilliant build-up. Ryan's, uh, I think he's got everything. I think he's got power. I think he's got speed. I think he's got tenacity. I think he's got vulnerability. Um, he's got star qualities. I mean, he looks like a Hollywood movie star as well. And he gets in your flaming face. As we saw last week, walking around, he didn't give a monkey's, does he? He's getting in right there in Devin Haney's face, pushing him. Everybody was talking about that last week. The kid is a star, period, dot, end of conversation.
3: Yeah, um, the biggest star in boxing still is uh, Mr. Canelo Alvarez, um, who was on Mexican uh, TV uh, this morning. Everyone's waiting with beta breath. What's he going to announce? And basically said, look, he's not fighting mexicans the two that we want to see and then gear and david benavides and that he's going to fight an american the obvious one is jamal charlo you mentioned a bit earlier the 160 pound wbc champion um it's gone down like a lead balloon on social media (laughs) (laughs) you've seen it gareth you know it has um i'm i'm in the view that canelo can do what he wants he's he's entertained me for the last 10 years but a lot of people are not happy
5: yeah, I mean, look, let's be honest, most people were hoping the big announcement, and he is the most watched boxer in the world, yeah. 30 million Mexicans or more stop and watch him every time he fights. He's a massive draw, he's, he's a huge star, he's an incredible character, he's been at this game 20 years as a pro, um, he's amazing to watch, he's, his only blemish, of course, is to Floyd Mayweather and, and to Dimitri Bivol, one against a modern master and another against a weight division. He perhaps shouldn't be in at light heavyweight. He natural... shouldn't be a
3: super middleweight.
5: <laughs> no, no, he's probably naturally a middleweight. Yeah. I wonder what what weight division they're going to fight this in. Uh, he'll probably have the advantages. It'll probably be a 12-stone fight at super middleweight. Um, a lot of us were hoping that it would be potentially, and the last name you'll jump at a little bit, I mentioned it earlier, but a lot of us were hoping it would be Jaime Munguia, or David Benavidez, or even Terence Crawford. Yes. Um, which is I a fight. Yeah, I mean, it would, I think it's one of the biggest fights in boxing. Because I think even though Terence
1: um, would wait, probably... Wait, wait,
3: wait. Do you think it still might be? Do you, think, do you feel like he's almost playing possum with us and we look that way and he announced... Because he did say American and everyone's jumped to Jamal Jamal, everyone. Nothing official has been announced. Imagine he does go bang, Crawford.
5: Well, Imagine it was broken that? by well, the sources for the breaking of that story were the Ring magazine, mm. so or the, the the Ring, and they're normally on the money. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I worked are. for them; for, I worked for them for many years, over decades, and yeah. it's Don't a great a organization. you You're right, Yeah, yeah exactly. And um, so, if it is great, um, but it just delays the inevitable, which is there's going to be a Benavidez fight at some point. But there may well be a Terence Crawford fight. Before that, Terence has been pushing that fight out there as one of the biggest in boxing. I think it is. I think it's a mega fight uh, for the ages. It reminds me of, let's say, Sugar Ray Leonard. I know the weights aren't exactly the same, but it reminds me of Sugar Ray Leonard and Marvin Hagler fighting. Um, And I I, I kind of make Canelo the Marvin Hagler, even though he's not a Southpaw. um, And and I make Terence... Um, the uh, the Sugar Ray Leonard, if you like, the, the more astute boxer, um. But it's it's that kind of size of fight. Um, I hope we get to see it at some point. Um, I still, I still will probably be out there on on uh, on May the fourth, um, for the uh, Cinco de Mayo weekend to to see that fight in Las Vegas, um, Canelo versus. Jamal Charlo the WBC middleweight champion if it happens um, against the undisputed 12 Stone King it'll be a nice week building up before we head out to to Riyadh for the undisputed heavyweight crown between Tyson Fury and Alexander Usyk
3: not a bad week not a bad 10 days in boxing that one All right, you're listening to Final Extra on TalkSport 2 next up you heard Gareth mention it there we are going to hear from Keyshawn Davis and we'll also hear from another prospect Hamza Shiraz Good afternoon and welcome back to Final Extra. Adi Oladipo, the great Gareth A. Davis. All right, let's hear from undefeated lightweight uh, prospect Keyshawn Davis, who kept his perfect record intact over the weekend with a dominant six-round stoppage of a former two-division world champion, Jose Pedraza, in Las Vegas. Gareth has been speaking to one of the men himself, uh, sorry, the man himself, about 2024, and what he has in store for him and who he
4: wants to fight next. I love fighting. I'm willing to take the challenges. If I sign a contract, Hopefully, I get those big fights, but it's it's up to them to accept it. It's not up to me. Who and when would you like to fight next? If 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 I could choose, because I let the matchmakers do their job and the promoters do their job, but um, if I if I had to choose and be matchmaker and promoter, I would love to fight Fimo Lopez next. I would love to fight Ciafimo at one forty
5: at one forty. Yeah,
4: at whatever weight he want to fight at, so we could go to one fifty four. It, it it doesn't matter. I would love to fight Tia Lopez. He do a lot of talking in front of people, Mm. but behind closed doors, he is quiet as a mouse. I've crossed paths with him so many times, fight week, and he did not want to say anything to me. He didn't want to look my direction. But y'all, you see the build up after the fight when he oh he gets balls in front of a lot of people, but he is quiet as a mouse behind closed doors. I would love to expose Tia Lopez.
5: What about the winner of um, George Cambosos and Basil Lomachenko as well?
4: To be okay, to be more in my division, in my yeah. divisions fights, Navarrete.
5: Okay, Emmanuel Navarrete. Love, yeah,
4: yeah. Yes, I would love to fight Emmanuel Navarrete. It will be an honor getting in the ring with him, man. He's a fantastic fighter, fantastic. Nobody's seen a style like him, and um, I've never seen a style like him, honestly. And I know that will be another challenge for me. So um. And that would be a crowd-pleasing fight.
5: Final one. You know that the UK is a huge... Boxing is a huge sport in the UK. As your resonance grows, you'll get more and more
4: fans here. People will want to celebrate you.
5: Is there any ambition from you to want to fight in the UK at any point?
4: I love the UK. I fell in love with the UK when I was out there training for the World Championships and I got a chance to see Lomachenko versus Luke Campbell mm. at the O2 Arena. It just it just blew my mind that I'm in a whole nother country as an amateur and people's asking to take pictures with me, like th- before the Olympics, before I was went to the World Championships. You know, so it it just shows how much the UK is involved in boxing. So I would love, like, I would I would love to fight in the UK, man. People keep talking about Adam, Adam. If you're willing to fight, let's make the fight happen for for your fans, for our fans, for the boxing world. Let's make the fight happen, man. I like let's it. Let's do it.
3: Uh, just to confirm what he's talking about there, Adam is an Adam Azeem. Um yeah. Adam Azim yeah. not quite ready for that one yet. Keyshawn Davis is a very, very special talent. You hear the name just calling out there. Tiafema Lopez at 114, Emmanuel Navarrete at 135. I mean, two monsters, and that's where he's at right now. Will be world champion. If he's not a two-weight world champion, something's gone wrong. He's in the gym with Terence Crawford and Shakur Stevenson. Imagine watching that sparring, Gav Shakur Stevenson and Keyshawn Davis going at it.
5: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And they're going to have to meet at some point, of course. I think Bob Aaron will probably keep them apart for a little while longer, but it's the the, the collision is inevitable. Um, I do like I, he, he kind of took me from left field with the Emmanuel Navarrete yeah, uh, yeah. call out, but it's again Navarrete, twenty nine now. I mean, he hasn't lost for 11 years. I think he's only lost once anyway. But that kind of, um, I think it's, I want to say it's like six years now uh, in world title fights. Um, He's an extraordinary fighter. Very, very aggressive. Very fast. Brilliant on the inside. Again, the style matchup with Keyshawn is phenomenal. I've become a very big aficionado of Keyshawn, as I said, at the top of the show. He's a very special human being, I think. And I think he may well go on to be one of the stars inside and outside the ring of our sport and loved by many, many people. I love the Adam Azim call out. Um, You're absolutely right. He's not ready yet. And I love the fact that Keyshawn held his counsel the other day when Tio was putting him down a little bit at the press conference and saying, why were you saying those things about me? But then afterwards, from ringside, He gave it to Tio, and that fight is on. That's a great fight as well, by the way.
3: Yeah, certainly is. I guess if you're Tio, you're probably thinking, yeah, it's not big enough for me, but for Keyshawn, yeah, it's certainly a fight that Keyshawn should try his hardest to kind of, I don't know, keep the public talking about it all the time. Uh, The public are talking about Hamza Shiraz as well after that fantastic performance against Liam Williams on the weekend. Uh, Hamza Shiraz was on TalkSport the other day on drive with Goldstein and Ben. This is what he had to say about a potential fight with Chris Eubank Jr., because it's a bit of an awkward situation to be in, especially from my behalf. For yeah. him, I suppose, he's looking for the biggest money fights out there. So Oof. whether that be the Kelbrook fight or whoever he wants to fight, it makes sense. But then at the same time, if he's not chasing world titles and he's
2: not going for that fight, then it may, I think it makes all sense to fight me. Yeah. I mean to fight me. So let's see what happens. I was going to ask, if you were fo- to fight him, how would you beat him? But uh, do you know the answer to that? Unless you're gonna have a fight with him, do you uh, look at your? Point? I, I, Cause you, I think he's about four inches shorter than yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, I've seen, I've seen him fight a few times, and I've always fancied the fight. I fancied the fight three
3: years ago. Obviously, it wasn't going to happen then, but I've always fancied the fight. And yeah, I, I don't expect um, Hamza Sheraz to, to fight uh, Chris Ben Junior, and it's not because Chris is ducking. I mean, Chris is what 34 now. You look for the biggest money fights, and Hamza Shiraz unfortunately isn't that right now. One fight though that I'm hearing potentially could happen is this on this five versus five. Obviously, Hamza Shiraz is with Queensbury. Matram have Amo Williams, similar record, sixteen and over. He submits to Hamza's as well. I think they're trying to make that one. Amo Williams, Hamza Shiraz. I like that.
5: Wow, that's a big crossroads fight for both <laughs> yeah. of those guys. Right? A lot yeah. of, a lot of jeopardy. Uh, 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 a lot of. Uh... Wow, Ammo ammo's a big puncher and a very dangerous fighter as well. I'm I'm salivating at the thought of that matchup, Eddie.
3: Yeah, no, it's, it's a fantastic one. And Hams has almost come up, hasn't he? In the last sort of year or so. Remember he had that issue with Bradley Ski? Well, I think he punched him after the bell and there was a lot of talk about he should rematch Bradley ski. That was at one fifty four. He's now moved up to one sixty and he just looks like a different person. Looks yeah. rejuvenated with extra six yeah. pounds.
5: Yeah, it's, he's in the right weight division. As I say, he's, he's an enormous uh, physical specimen. Um, he's got things to do in terms of his lateral movement. He's still learning, he's still on the job, um, but he's going in completely the right direction. And that was a massive statement against Liam Williams last weekend. That's why everyone's talking about him with such excitement.
3: Gareth. You know, I always say this, great to have you back. I know you've been Oh, it's lovely to be on. It's great to have you back, Gareth. We, we packed in a lot to that hour, as we will do on next week's show as well, as we start to build up to AJ versus Ngannou and talk so much other stuff as well. UFCs have been playing out over the weekend. Volkanovski's in action. We'll, we'll break those down uh, as well. So we'll see you again next week.